0: Many of Jesus' disciples who were listening said, This saying is hard. Who can accept it? Since Jesus knew that his disciples were murmuring about him, he said to them, Does this shock you? What if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life while the flesh is of no avail. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some of you who do not believe. Jesus knew from the beginning the ones who would not believe and the one who would betray him. And he said, for this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless It is granted to you by my Father. As a result of this, many of his disciples returned to their former way of life and no longer accompanied him. Jesus then said to the twelve, Do you also want to leave me? Simon Peter answered him, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Perhaps on the way to mass this morning, you may have bumped into someone who asked you Where are you going? And of course you said, I'm going to mass. And they may have said, well, do you go to mass every Sunday? And you say, yes. And they look at you and say, you mean you go to mass every single Sunday? Well, you know, it's not a bad question. It's really not a bad question. Why does the Christian community uh, place so much importance on this weekly gathering? Why such emphasis on the importance of the celebration of the Sunday Mass? And of course, we know the answer. We come to Mass every Sunday to encounter each other. We come to Mass every Sunday to encounter Jesus and the Word of God and the sacred scriptures. But the primary reason, the primary grace we're seeking is to encounter Jesus in the Eucharist and then to receive Jesus Christ in Holy Communion. But why every week? Again, it's not a bad question. There are people that attend mass every single day. Why do they do that? Well, the first reason why the mass is so important to us is that the mass is the privilege place to encounter Christ. Of course, we encounter Christ in our private prayer at home, in our living rooms, in our kitchen, but this right here, this right here is the privileged place to encounter Christ. We come to Mass every week because this Eucharist, this gathering, brings us into intimate union with Christ. This liturgy draws us into the very life of God. The Mass is the privileged place to encounter Christ. The second reason that it's so important that we come to Mass is that this gathering forms us into one Eucharistic community. We're not joined together as individuals. Through the Eucharist, we are formed and we become the body of Christ. This sacred gathering moves us then from being separate individual people into one community of disciples of Christ. And finally, St. Thomas Aquinas tells us that the Eucharist is the foretaste, foretaste, right here and now, of future glory. Of our future in heaven. He says that the Eucharist is the pledge of future glory. It's the pledge of future glory. And that Holy Communion promises us a future in heaven as it promises that we will one day see God face to face. In John's gospel that we've been reading from the last couple of Sundays, Uh, Jesus made a, a very bold declaration in the Gospel last Sunday, which we didn't hear. Jesus said, I am the living bread, come down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Today we hear the strong reaction of the disciples. This saying is hard. Who can accept it? Those listening to Jesus teach about the Eucharist, find his words just too much to comprehend. But before they walk away, before they walk away, Jesus is able to ask them a question. Does this shock you? Well, you know, when we think about this wonderful gift and mystery of the Eucharist, It is shocking, it's shocking to me. This mystery of Jesus giving us his own body and blood as food is utterly surprising and shocking. Yet God's love for us is always shocking, isn't it? God's gifts to us are always shocking, aren't they? Because we don't deserve them. So it's very shocking that God continues to gift us gift after gift, yet we are asked to accept the gift of the Eucharist as a mystery. A mystery is a truth so large that you can only touch one part of that mystery at a time. And so in faith, we are asked to embrace this Eucharistic mystery perhaps a little bit at a time. The change by which the substance of ordinary bread and wine on the altar is changed into the body and blood of Christ is a shocking mystery. A mystery that we will never completely comprehend, a mystery that we will never be able to wrap our our hands around, our minds around, it's mystery. And perhaps the only way to respond in the presence of a mystery is the response of faith and trust. What else can we do? Faith and trust. Today's gospel, Jesus also asks the disciples, rather the apostles, the twelve, do you also want to leave? In other words, Jesus is asking them will they embrace mystery or will they walk away from the mystery? Peter responds to Jesus in one of the clearest professions of faith in all of John's Gospel. A profession of faith that goes to the very heart of who Jesus is. A profession of faith that binds Peter with Jesus. That however hard the demands, however difficult the teachings, the challenging of the church, the teachings, Peter professes a deep faith, a deep faith and trust in Jesus. And this bond with Jesus cannot be broken. Of course, we hear those beautiful words of Peter's profession that come forth. Master, to whom shall we go? Peter says. You have the words of everlasting life. Well, today, brothers and sisters, that we have gathered for the Eucharist, uh, today, today, when you come forth to receive the Lord Jesus Christ in your hands, in this Eucharist, it's Jesus who is truly and substantially present before us. I invite us all to receive these gifts with great reverence and joy. Today when you come forth to receive the Eucharist, may we also profess our faith in Christ as Peter did. Today we profess our faith in Christ and are convinced truly we believe that Christ is the Holy One of God. In just a few moments, we will all profess our faith in Christ in the Creed. In essence, we will be saying the same truth that Peter did, that you are the Christ, you are the Holy One of God. As we continue to celebrate this month, this month St. Dominic's month. may we all resolve to proclaim the joy of the gospel in the heart of the city.